To the Red Raven Games podcast. This is episode number one, and I am Ryan Lockett. Here with me, I have Craig Knight and Brenna Asplin. Go ahead and say hi, guys. Hey, what's up? Hello. So, uh, the Red Raven Games podcast. Um, we've decided to do this as sort of a regular thing. Um, we'll be talking about games that we like to play, and then maybe talking a bit about the things we're working on here at Red Raven, and also. Um, have a maybe a game design development tip uh, near the end. So these won't be super long uh, podcasts, but uh, it'll give you a little bit of a um, insight into the depths of Red Raven. Yeah. Right? We're nailing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is like probably gonna be the worst like first episode ever made. So get ready, folks. Yeah. We're just figuring it out. You know, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. So. Um, so let's just talk about maybe you guys for a second. So Craig and Brenna are both newly added to our team. So um, I'll go first. Yeah. Introduce, so yeah, just kind of talk about yourself. I'm, I'm Craig Knight. Listen to my sultry voice. Uh, <laughs> this will probably be edited out. <laughs> or we'll keep it. I don't know. Uh, I'm the lowly intern of the group. So I do all the dirty work. It's like, pick up that box. That's what I do. Pretty much. Pretty much. We needed somebody to move boxes. Well, first day I, I started working here, like it's like, hey, we need you to sweep the, the truck out with the broom and pick up all these boxes and take her a storage unit. It's like classic, like typical first day of internship. It's like, oh boy. Yeah. I, thought, like, I thought I was going to get out of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, and I'm Brenna Asplund. Uh, I started a few weeks ago, too. I don't think. I have an official title, but since I'm like the sole employee and I'm doing a little bit of everything, I feel like I should get something impressive sounding. Yeah, well, we're thinking, <laughs> you know, we got a, a pretty good list, bottle washer, we'll think of something. Okay, cool. You. Yeah, yeah, so um, what are you guys uh, playing? Uh, what games are you playing? You know, we're, and, and we're going to talk about video games and board games, whatever, you know, because we play both, all of us do. Mm-hmm. We're just a bunch of nerds in this room right now. Yeah, sure yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll I'll go first because I like to talk. It's not a big deal. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls three, a lot, a lot lately. I since I just finished Love Dark this, Souls. Yeah, I finished a semester, so I finally now have a life to play games. But been playing that a lot lately. Also, I play a lot of like old retro games because I'm a big retro game nerd. Because I spent over three hundred dollars in gear to play like retro SNES, NES games in like perfect pixel. Yeah, I've seen it. It's um, it's a setup. <laughs> it's a setup. It's it's, like, <laughs> I bought all this stuff so I could play sixteen-bit games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like. Oh, it looks like an emulator. It's like, but it's not an emulator. This is the high-end emulator. Yeah. This is for, like, special it, people. Yeah, it basically <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah. Now, so speaking of which, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually been playing Final Fantasy IV at home. We just moved, and we finally got the old TV and all the stuff out of the boxes, so I plugged in the Super Nintendo, and I've been playing that. And, uh, yeah, it's got some dated stuff in it. Oh, it's got some dated mechanics. Games. But, I, you know, nostalgia. Yeah. And I just recently beat Grim Fandango, so we're oh, all nice. really behind on the times. <laughs> we're not behind the times, we're just playing the, the good games, because 
there's something about like newer games that just aren't similar to like older retro games. Well, and it's interesting when you have a, a team of hundreds of people. I think sometimes the product turns out a little more bland. Individuals, like creativity, it's harder to have that come out when it's like a gigantic team. That said, games made by hundreds of people are often very impressive. Yeah, so. like I just yeah. beat Uncharted 4. Yeah. Oh, that game's amazing. Yeah, I've been playing it's, that too, yeah. It's so good. It's really uh, it's and very I, impressive. I think that's mainly true about like AAA games with big studios. Um, with modern indie development, you get a lot smaller teams and a lot more creativity but I think with AAA games, it's all about racing to have the best graphics, the fastest engine, X and Y. They don't really care about the innovative gameplay or the creative storylines. Does this 3D graphic look slightly more realistic than this other 3D graphic when they're all ugly as sin? <laughs> <laughs> so on the board game side, besides what we've been playing a lot of our you know stuff that we're working on here at Red Raven. Last weekend, I played Tigris and Euphrates, and I know you guys haven't. I don't think you guys have played that one. No, uh, it's I an old classic, really good. It's actually one of my favorite games. It's like one of those um, old Euro games, but it's pretty mean. You can attack each other. It's a tile laying game, so. I don't know if you you know if you've played Carcassonne, it's that got that sort of thing mm-hmm. where you place in the tiles. But um, this one, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it predates Carcassonne. In the game, you are building like civilizations in in um, like ancient Babylon, and it's fairly abstract. You know, nobody owns any of the different civilizations. Like you, you add tiles, and they represent like farms or temples or things like that to these civilizations. And everybody has their hand in like every one of them. But certain people control certain aspects of each civilization. And if like I might have this hold over on one civilization that's just killing, like giving me like all these points and stuff. But then somebody will like come in and you can attack each other and um, they'll, they'll like remove my leader and take over that place and so they start taking all the points and it's not a game for uh, people that don't like conflict so it's a euro <laughs> game i you know i would tell you i would definitely call it a euro game it's got a lot of that in it but it's it's mean i i know my friend's wife's like i hate this game because people totally can attack me so is that like one of the, like the like stereotypical like aspects of a euro game is that it doesn't have a whole lot of conflict i mean it depends like this one really really does you know Mm -hmm. it does have a lot of conflict in it but i think a lot of people would say stereotypically like a euro game has indirect conflict most of the time seems like you can't like gather up your armies and attack someone you can take something they wanted yeah (laughs) Yeah, but Tigers Euphrates is different. It's yeah. that one you remove someone from something they want. So, oh, that's awesome! So it's it's a good one. We'll have to play it soon. Yeah, that would that would be interesting. Spending all that time like building something up, only to have someone else reap the rewards. From yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and what's cool is though is like, you know, if you two turns later you'll come back and take it back yeah, from yeah. them. So okay, so why don't we talk a little bit about what we're working on here at. Red Raven. So our current project is near and far. Ooh, yeah, everyone yay. listening is just like, oh my gosh, tell me everything about this game. Yes. <laughs> We're so excited. It's a sequel to Above and Below. Um, it's set in the same world, although it's totally a different aesthetic, you know, where we went to a different place in that world. And it has a storybook just like Above and Below. So you're going to be reading you know awesome crazy stories you'll be running into all sorts of monsters and creatures and people and and situations that make it very thematic i've been working on this game for for quite a while 
we've made some changes since you guys came on. So like, what are some of the things that we've changed and what are your thoughts on some of the, some of those things? One of the big changes is when I first played the game, there were sort of two separate turn orders. Like everyone would take a turn doing an action in town and then everyone would take a turn sort of like traveling and exploring. And now those have kind of been combined where it just everyone is going around doing either something in town or exploring. The turns go a lot faster, which has had an interesting effect on the game in that it's just increased the speed. You don't spend as much time thinking about carefully what you're going to do every turn because it's really going to take you several turns to do anything significant. So you're kind of setting it up as you go along and moving pretty quickly. Yeah. And back before, you know, the the, the organization we had before, um, it, it was like there was a lot of brain burning stuff, but it, it wasn't paying out. Like it, it, it wasn't worth all the brain burning in yeah. it. Like there was, it didn't add like a ton of strategy to the game. So yeah, we totally cleared it up. And I, I think it helped to make the game more thematic too. Now you just feel like you can go wherever and you're just traveling. It's more of an open world sandbox kind of, yeah, that's what you yeah, said. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. And so you called it like mm-hmm. more of a play, like a playground or a sandbox feel. Yeah. Which is what we're going for, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, when, I've only played the game like two times since uh, <laughs> being here. But I can tell you, we've had some heated discussions over some <laughs> rules. Because uh, yeah. what what originally happened was once you leave the town and you start to create settlements or camps or whatever we uh, have for it, you can. It, it originally was set to where if you move to a space, you can build a camp, and then if you have more movement left, you can move to a different space and build another camp. And one of the rules that we decided was to keep it very similar to like it being in town as well as outside of town that you only can do like once you like either set up a, like a settlement, that's the end of your turn. But we had a pretty, pretty heated discussion over it. And we went back and forth in between the game like, well, we should do it this way. Let's do it the other way. Yeah, but, because Mallory, yeah. Uh, my wife is playing and she, um, she wanted to be able to travel and make multiple camps in the same turn. And uh, Craig was like, no, you should just <laughs> yeah. do one per turn, you know. And, and uh, so there, yeah, there was a heated discussion because Mallory's like, it, it just makes you feel like you can't do anything. Who won that argument ultimately? <laughs> you know, just 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 to throw, I, I can't yeah. remember who won. Yeah. I, I'm it, trying to remember. It, I'm trying it, to remember. I, think, I think it was one camp per turn. Mallory eventually came over. So we played through it. We're like, let's just try it um, where you can do two camps. And after trying it out, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it makes, it makes sense. Basically, I did two camps in a turn and got way too much stuff. Yeah, yeah, and ruined it, ruined <laughs> it. So far, a lot of rule changes have been from me breaking the game and winning way too much, so. <laughs> yeah, let's let's put that out there that she's won I'm just saying. the last two times. <laughs> By a actually, lot. I think, I think it was like the last four times, actually. <laughs> yeah, she's she has that game down. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, we're, we're super excited about it. Those are some of the changes we've made. It's, at, it's fairly far along, you know, like the changes we're making at this point are, it's, it's mostly just polishing. And the game over time, over months, has really gone through um, a lot of changes. And I would say that originally it, it has moved from being more abstract, in my opinion, to more thematic. We want to make it as thematic as possible. The goal with this game is to make you feel like you're traveling you know it's sort of like an old rpg feel where you're like in the town and you're visiting stuff you're getting things you need 
and then leaving to go on your adventures and explore and and find all sorts of stuff and then going back to town you know that's that same pattern that like rpgs computer rpgs have yeah where it is right now is just so much more complete than when it was at the very beginning and that we're just like you said in that polishing stage which is it's a really fun game yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's always enjoyable to play, even when we're tweaking things here and there to figure out how to make it the most enjoyable. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I think I'm very happy with it at this point. It's more like the focus now is just finishing all the content because this game has so much content. It's like so much content. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, yeah. Like compared <laughs> to other games I've designed, it, it's it's really it's like designing like four games or five games at the same time just because we have all these maps and all these different elements and stories. So that's uh, where we're at currently. So I thought we'd move to our last section here, which is a game development tip of the, uh, of the episode. This is something I like to talk about. I always mention this if I'm ever doing like a panel at like a board game convention. Uh, and it's that people buy games with their hearts, usually not their minds. So... And that's not always the case. I can't say that's always the case. Like they use their hearts as like currency to buy the game. <laughs> they just yes. like rip it out. They rip it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Temple Indi- of Indiana Doom style. Jones. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've played a few games that have felt like that. Maybe sh- maybe I shouldn't say buy. Maybe I should say people decide they want to play a game like with their hearts. So like this is why Blizzard spends so much money on cinematics. Because people see that cinematic, they get super excited about the game. The, the cinematic has nothing to do with the gameplay. They do that to help people get excited about the game. So if you are a game designer making your own game or whatever, that's something to remember. Because often I'll see a Kickstarter campaign where somebody does their intro video, and the intro video is basically only a rules explanation. It's not going to help them buy the game. I mean, having rules explanation videos is good, but when that's your main Kickstarter video, it's, it's not going to get people that excited about your game. I think what gets people excited about games, or at least me, I don't know about you guys, is if it, I feel like it's going to help uh, like immerse me in a new world, or if it's going to feel exciting, like, am I going to get to be a bandit and I get to rob a train, or do I get to you know, be an adventurer, or do I get to be like a sea captain and like explore new islands or whatever, you know? So, so having that thematic push or that exciting story element, I think, is what gets people excited. Yeah, that's definitely what gets me excited about games. Like, it oftentimes with complicated rule explanations, I'll just tune out altogether. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. I mean, and that's not to say. I mean, rules are important. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get me wrong. And explaining how your game works is very important. But that shouldn't be the first thing that somebody sees about your game. Yeah, you have to give some. You have to give people motivation to want to learn the rules. Yeah. No, I, I like videos where, like, they have, like, the rule book open, and they're just, like, have, like, the their, like, camera on the rule page, and it's like, nope, on the first turn you do this, you roll the die. <laughs> I don't think it's yes. ever been, like, a... That's what gets you really excited <laughs> yeah, about games. Yeah, I'm just games. like, yes, tell me the rules. Tell me my turn order, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think of, uh, like, when you talk about Blizzard, I think of Overwatch, because I, I haven't even played Overwatch yet, Yeah. but the, the trailers they've been releasing, they just released a new one. Uh, with the two like uh, Japanese brothers, one's like a bow and arrow guy, one's like a ninja. But like I don't even—I've never played the game, but I'm excited to play it because just the role that they've been creating with these like trailers and with any like game. Heck, there's a couple of Kickstarter games that I've looked at recently. They're board games that the like the intro video was like very cinematic. Like they yeah, they explained like some rules of the game. They explained what the game is, but 
it felt more like an experience rather than just like this is our game it's pretty cool yeah. well yeah and on overwatch like i've never been a person who's into shooters i'm mm-hmm. completely uninterested in the gameplay of overwatch but i'm so tempted to get it just because the characters and the story and the world are so cool. So that's our uh, tip for this week, and I think that's that about wraps up our short episode. We're, uh, yeah, we're we're yeah. pretty pretty substantial episode here. You know, it's a good little <laughs> starter. I think we can uh, next week we might just have add an extra minute or so of extra content. Yeah, yeah. Do, do we have yeah. like sponsors? Like, do um, we have like <laughs> what? Like Lisa? <laughs> no, no. Like we have like a, like like. Call one eight hundred seven seven six to get free wiper blades today, or like hopefully, hopefully yeah. not. Do you listen? Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I do, and it's like you know what I like to do when I'm bored. I like to go to every, audible.com to listen well, to no, my no, favorite like, book. Every single podcast I listen to, they're all it's all Lisa. <laughs> oh wait, they they make mattresses or something. Oh, Here, I'm giving that... them a free advertisement now. Oh, oh. Well, well, we shouldn't say too much because they might contact us yeah, no, before they're... next week. And oh we'll yeah, they're gonna. Something. If you want in on this, if you want me to explain what you are, Lisa, email me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So um, no, check out our website www.redravengames.com. Yeah, and we're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at Red Raven Game. That's without an S. Just How can get the only S. one yeah, game. Somebody else grabbed that. What? The S. Yeah, Is it, are they still like alive? No, they're not very active. Can't yeah. you like take it? Um, no. Can you try to email him? We'll, uh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll see. You know, that, that's I, our goal this summer yeah. is to get the <laughs> we'll S get that, on that Twitter. Get that, that S. S. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do make more than one game, though. So. Red Raven Game. Yeah. Red Raven Game. <laughs> so, with that, uh, have a good week and. Keep playing games. See ya. See ya. That was good. That was pretty great. Yeah. A plus. That was good.